0: Well, all right. Welcome back. Wrench Nation hanging out with you guys from the East Valley Institute of Technology, a smorgasbord of skilled trades, uh, passionate teachers, instructors, and of course, all of big shout out to all the students coming back on campus. You guys rock Wrench Nation. If you guys had missed some of the uh, past shows, I invite you guys to get on WrenchNation.tv where we've got over 200 shows, uh, everything from drift racing to uh, you name it, NHRA, Uh, some of the legends, and really, we like to take you on a journey, people. And listen, a lot of you catch the show on the replay. A lot of you listen to the podcast. Remember, if you're not in our neighborhood of Chandler, which is a suburb outside of uh, Phoenix here in Arizona, We've got peeps all over the country. Susie, we got peeps that can take care of our peeps. Everywhere, Frank. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. <laughs> That's right. And I I do want to tell you guys as we celebrate this is show number 201 people uh into the 2020. What an odd 2020. But we'll keep moving. In fact, I say to I say the uh, 2020th show, which maybe before 2020 ends, uh, we got to figure that one out. Um, <laughs> will we play an hour of just crickets? That's it. <laughs> but I do want to tell you guys. Um, you know, you guys will dip in and out of this show. Uh, certainly, catch the podcast. We upload that every Sunday for the most part, and you can rely on that. So if you miss pieces of this show, it's important to us that you catch the replay, because there's some good stuff going on, yeah, Susie. Such good stuff. Good stuff today. I think we should talk about something that we see a ton of people. There's been an uptick. Let's face it, COVID has got us anxious. We can't fly. And we can't go out. But we can hide in our cars and travel. I'm <laughs> a quick trip to Tucson. Or a lot of you, uh, whether you're in L.A., maybe, well, you're leaving L.A. right now. Maybe you're going to... Who knows? Vegas. I mean, the point is, you guys are getting in your vehicles. We're seeing you in the garage, and we know it. And we're doing road trip inspections. Perfect. So the last time we did a road trip hootenanny on TIPS was in 2018. So I think we're due for another refresher. A couple years ago. So if you are planning a road trip, we don't know where you're going. Give us a text. Let us know. Four eight zero six five five. 655 887 or if you have been on a road trip and for us we desperately need to know what are some of the good spots <laughs> and we're not going to sort of get hung up with this covid but we figured we'd go through the preparation of your vehicle what to expect your automotive technician your local mechanic what is he going to do or she going to do to your vehicle and i think it's important to understand that even in light of all of the, the situations with the the big c You guys are still taking, according to AAA, there's about 680 million road trips that are still happening just between the July 1st and September 30th is what what they have that down to. So that's only down about 3% from the previous year. And that's still a healthy number. It is. Yeah. And a lot of that's because, yeah, I raised my hand. You too. I'm still scared to fly. Sure. I don't know. It sounds like an incubator. I could be ignorant on it. Are you flying right now? I, I don't know if many people are. So, if we can prepare you guys as you get ready to hit the road trip, um, that is key. So, Susie, talk to us about what risk for those listening right now. Some some shut us down because they said, "Well, I got a new car. Bye."
1: Well, this, even a new
0: car could be a problem. Yeah,
1: but I mean, statistically, I'm I'm a little concerned about this one because all my vehicles are ten years.
0: Old or older, <laughs> and, uh, you are in the category. Uh, and by the way, we say this all the time. For our regulars, you know it's a broken record, but we just cannot continue. well, we have to. It is a dead horse, but please people, a road trip inspection isn't in at three o'clock on a Friday at your local garage. You just can't do that. That's right. but that's I a, was
1: saying that yeah. you know my all my vehicles are four times more likely to encounter a problem serious enough to require a tow truck that's what they say so you i can't go on a road trip frank
0: you gotta (laughs) have well that's we we mentioned too uh and 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 we'll kind of get through this before we get into second segment we'll talk about the in-depth what you can do to walk around your own vehicle and do it yourself there's nothing wrong with you getting now some of the repairs you may not be able to do it yourself but at least you can do a visual Or what I like to say, man, is you parents out there, throw on the mask, get in the driveway, grab a bunch of kids in the neighborhood, and show them how to do a walk around of a pre-road trip inspection. There you go. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with that.
1: So I interrupted you. Um, You were saying, not a good idea to get a road trip inspection at 4 p.m. At the end of the day, why, Frank?
0: Well, what do you... I mean, really, people, what are we getting on Friday on a 4 p.m.? You're leaving... that's a pit stop. ...Saturday morning. And some of you, I get it. Some of you think, okay oil change. My car always runs better after an oil change. <laughs> and and maybe so. It's a feel, yeah, good, it's a feel and good. That engine needs some good oil. That's right. But it may be too fast, especially if you're in this category of 10 years or older. Right. 100,000 mile plus vehicle. So do yourself a favor, book and schedule that appointment. And I want to talk about this right up front, Susie. Rental, sure. r- rental cars. We don't think enough about them in terms of, oh, snap, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg that's right. to fix my car for a road trip. Yep. Rental and
1: car is a great idea.
0: It's very practical. So if you're looking at a repair right now that's way out of budget, do your homework. I say negotiate a rental car. It's all negotiable, isn't it, Susie? It is negotiable. Everything. This is <laughs> this is a COVID economy. You're going to negotiate that rental.
1: Hey, so, Frank, so how many people last year ran out of gas
0: Ran out of gas? Yeah, gas. I almost did a few times because you think you can make it, man. You think it's like connecting the dots. That one dot was a little further out than you thought. How I don't, many people? In, what do you how many people in the U.S. ran out of gas? Yeah, ran out of gas last, last year. Last year,
1: according to AAA statistics. I don't know, fifty thousand. More than a half a million.
0: Half a million people, you people ran out of gas. <laughs> yeah, we're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no joke though. <laughs> If you're that individual, and we, listen, we've all been there, where you just, oh, I'm going to make that exit, I'm going to make that exit, and you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Probably not a safe
0: risk. So what do you do, Susie? Fill up often?
1: Well, <laughs> now my mom always said, if you get to a half a tank, fill up.
0: That's right, because your mama said, you never know who's going to chase you. That's right. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Um we get in a hurry, we 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 time it. But now cars are pretty cool because they'll they'll let you know. Sure. I mean, they've been doing that for years. Not ten years or older. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I'm that guy that is on fumes. Are you really? Yeah, I think so. you some, push it. Some days I play with myself. I'm like, oh my! <laughs> it says three miles. Can I get three point two? I'm trying to test the engineering of my. Vehicles. I'm not riding with you anymore, Frank. Can you burn fumes? You know how they say, sure. you're, run, you're running on fumes. Run on fumes. Well, anyway, we don't want that to happen to you guys. And so uh, we are going to dive into those road trip tips. Uh, we're going to cover the points about when you should not at all fix that car mm-hmm. before a road trip and absolutely get a rental car. Because some of these repairs are project repairs, and we're going to get into that Um when do you when do you know for sure that your vehicle is roadworthy? I mean I mean stuff can happen. That alternator could go out, Susie. Well,
1: this is gonna be a good show, Frank.
0: It is, but that alternator goes out. I don't if you were just in my shop, you're gonna be <laughs> mad at me. Oh yeah. I couldn't predict it. But um how do we avoid some of the major uh situations? One is the battery, for sure. Oh, of course. And a lot of you guys, I just gotta jump right to it, man. Don't be frank, because let me be frank with you. Ah, There's a story. Number one tip. (laughs) Number one tip. Yeah, you got to keep gas in it. That's a good tip. Sure, you're going to check tires. (laughs) We're going to talk about a lot of that stuff. But how many of you actually, on your fancy hoopty, have a spare key taken with you when you go on a road trip? I'm going to
1: say yes, I do. Not me. Okay, what happened, Frank?
0: <laughs> so listen, man, I'm with my daughter out in California. We're having a good time. We take a little break. It was my youngest, um, and we just did a quick trip. We ended up doing a shopping thing. And what does Frank do? I lose the key, the key fob. I drive a, there's a 15 Ford Explorer at the time. And I'm like, wow. And I'm not stressed. I'm like, okay, there's hotels. We could stay. We'll just extend our vacation, and I'll figure <laughs> it out. But that key cost me 300 dollars to make a copy of that key because it has to be programmed people so if there's anything that i can tell you guys you may may dip out of this show right now spare key put that on the list in (laughs) fact i'll take it a step further and i will tell you people if you're buying a new car or a used car low mileage new to you negotiate an extra extra key that's a great idea you can never because those keys get expensive yeah we we see that in the garage And, and some people don't know some people, you know, okay, this is just a regular old key. Why is it three hundred dollars? You have a three hundred dollar key, huh? Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, Poor give Frank. us give us some love. What's happening in the weird automotive news world?
1: Well, this is kind of interesting. Now I know you grew up in uh, New York and you rode the subway, so I love the subway. When did you did you actually were you looking forward to getting your driver's license?
0: I didn't know that thing existed <laughs> until I was in the military. <laughs> we never listen. We never drove. Well, I mean, yeah. if you grew up in the in city, New York, yeah, you you hopped a train once in a while. A good friend of yours had a car. In fact, he he had me park it, and I ruined it. I was seventeen. Oh no! He says park it like he was, you know, the triple people double parking, <laughs> triple parking in New York City. I go to park this thing and I, I screwed up his fender. Oh. I didn't. really didn't want to make me drive. It's like, you idiot, you'll never drive.
1: Oh my gosh. Bree, so were up- you excited to get your driver's license?
0: I know, Bree, you probably were excited.
1: Absolutely. That meant freedom to me. I started driving when I was like 12.
0: See? So. so. See? All right. All right. So it's
1: kind of a big deal to get your driver's license, right? But what if you lost it in 10 minutes after getting it?
0: The paper permit or the no. real deal? No,
1: check this out. So this teenager in Germany, right after getting his driver's license. You're picking
0: on the Germans again. I
1: kind of am, but I'm picking on the teen more than anything. He actually was caught doing nearly double the speed limit on the way home. Well, they got the Autobahn. Yeah. Don't you supposed to do that out there? I don't think he was on the Autobahn. Okay. I think he was just local driving, caught at a double speed. So the officer pulled him over, took his license away, fined him $300, took him off the road for four weeks.
0: I mean, you don't do that. Well, wait a minute. This is a bunch of German teenagers. they all sitting down together, and they're probably having their little <laughs> Autobahn stories. And they said to this kid, why'd you get caught? It wasn't the Autobahn, Frank. I'm thinking everything's fast in Germany. <laughs> well, <you're thinking> that. <laughs> so that's not good. Oh, so he
1: lost it in 10 minutes. Will he get it back? He will, after four weeks and taking the test again. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, it's not a bad you thing. You got to
0: wait. Well, so what's the standard? You listening now, you just got your license. How long should you wait before you speed? Now, I'm not saying you speed. Do not speed. But if you're in Germany like this kid, we're speeding. Speeding, you know, there's a speed sign, and it has a question mark behind it. Um, I mean, how long no, you... never. Never. That's never. a good answer. Good answer. Go
1: with the speed of traffic, and you'll
0: be fine. Yeah, go there with the go. flow. But go in th- Germany, listen, my grandmother, she had a Mercedes station wagon, and that woman was doing 130, I just couldn't believe it, I told you the story. I put my hand out there and it broke my own, snapped my hand. <laughs> Germans drive. That's what they do. They do. They drink and then they drive and sometimes they drink and drive. I don't know what now to tell you. Now they're picking on the Germans? I don't know. Well, you guys <laughs> want to stay tuned, man. We got a jam-packed show. How do you prepare your vehicle? Do you know that that vehicle will be roadworthy so you can have a peaceful road trip? Many of you are taking these road trips. We want to help. You guys stay tuned. Wrench Nation next. Get on to partsauthority.com, check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com back. Of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGfindashop.com. That's BGfindashop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Frank and Susie hanging out with you guys. Make sure to get on to wrenchnation.tv. Sign up for a weekly uh, newsletter, some goings-ons in the garage, as well as a great place to kind of hang out and find your favorite show. There's a topic for just about every one of you guys, uh, from NHRA, NASCAR, to Formula Drift, as well as some pretty exciting uh, guests that we've had from all over the world, really. Uh, Folks like Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver. That was an awesome show talking about his uh, Corvair on this show, though, we wanted to kind of dive into more tips. I will tell you, the roadside assistance industry, that is a $6 billion, with a pinky, dollar industry. Huge. That, it's big business, and we don't want you to be at all involved with any roadside situation.
1: Yeah, just like we had that customer who was only about, what, an hour and a half to two hours outside of Phoenix, And she was charged $650.
0: Yeah, that's another thing, folks. I mean, it it goes hand in hand. And some of you saying, well, Frank, I don't know roadside assistance. It costs me money. Whatever you do, incorporate that peace of mind. If you're that family that's going to travel, you know now if you're three or four times a year or even just back and forth. Some of you are working in Phoenix, downtown Phoenix, or you're living in uh, whatever, San Bernardino and you're getting into L.A. or you're in Jersey traveling, whatever have you. Get your roadside assistance. I mean, that's peace of mind for, for what it you know for what it's worth. Uh, I mean, that's a given, people. But we are trying to keep you from being a part of that $6 billion <laughs> situation. And I figured what we'd start with, Susie, I think it's important. Uh, some of you, let's just face it, man. You guys are driving heaps of neglect. Let's just talk about it. Yes. I don't want to upset you, but let's talk real. But it is your the ugly truth. car is not worthy of a red cent of a road trip. And that's when it's time to get a rental car. I want right. you to think about that. Now, some of you say, well, gee, Frank, thanks for calling my, my ride a heap. <laughs> well, I say that respectfully. Maybe. You may be able to get from A to B. You may drive two miles each way a day. That is not the ride that's going to make it. And, and what constitutes neglect? Well, how about that oil leak that's been hanging for a few years? And it's a major one. It's not seepage but it's an Exxon Valdez. Yeah. But
1: Frank, I keep oil in my trunk
0: all the time and I'm constantly checking. it. Now listen, some of you pirates out there may get away with that. You may be (laughs) able to take that road trip. You may drive 500 miles and drop, you know, bring you a few cases of oil and all right, I'd like to hear (laughs) from you and that's fine. But why risk it?
1: Especially with
0: your family. And I know a lot of you listening right now, you're, It's just you solo. I've been there. I've drove to Reno. I drove from Frisco to Reno on a spare tire. I broke every rule that I was out there. I drove it on the freeway. I get it. But we're talking about the civility of children in the back seat. Maybe you've got some in-laws in the back seat. Uh, A large oil leak may not do it. Yeah. And you may not want to fix that. That could get expensive. Now, if you're lucky, if we get technical, there may be an oil pressure sending unit, oil pressure switch that can make it seem like it's bleeding all over the place and Mm -hmm. that's a that's a fairly simple fix. Yes. But if you've been contending with leaks and you know you've got multiple areas leaking, I would park it unless you're prepared to spend buku money. What else have we got?
1: Uh what's another one? Uh there's the the engine knock, right? When first starting the vehicle?
0: You may have a a knock. And again You guys are only driving a few miles each way. And you're like, oh, that knock's been with me since 1972. (laughs) And it goes away. That knock goes away when it warms up and I am arriving at work very happily. (laughs) That knock would be your worst enemy because you got an engine that's dying to die. It wants to go to sleep. It does. So that engine knock, or let's kick it up notches, that engine tick which is the valve train top yes. side. Now, there's other things that can tick on an engine. And again, take your vehicle in and have it inspected before you go to, to narrow it down. But no, most of you know you may have that little oil light flickering, <laughs> and you're like, come on, bring it, oil light. It's not happening. My engine is strong. And then it goes away. And you're like, okay, I'm at work. So even if you decided to take that here, let's say, Phoenix, folks, you want to go up to Sedona. Well, this little old Peasley Weasley engine knock—I'll be able to get away with it. No, it's not worth it. <laughs> Park it. Rent a car. What other neglect uh,
1: let's items? See. What about the clunking, the suspension clunking?
0: Clunking. You could call it clucking. Uh, can I say clucking? Thirty years—I've heard a few cluck clucks under. <laughs> <So> the- <laughs> well, if your suspension—that's a good point. If the suspension, whether you steer, or whether you're traversing the road. If it's speaking to you in clunk, clunk language, that's a problem. Now, again, we're not suggesting you don't fix anything. I mean, just about everything is fixable. Right. But how much of your vacation money do you want to take away? (laughs) So that suspension, that's a very good point. And a lot of you right now have been given an inspection. Everything is fine. Mm -hmm. And they mention, I have to bring this up, struts and shocks. Right. We do a lot of struts and shocks. I happen to think you should treat yourself with a nice set of struts and shocks because that's restoring the right in handling, providing that you don't have $8,000 of other stuff because that's an investment, mm-hmm. uh, and particularly with a uh, with a road trip. If everything else looks good, uh, the car has been decent. It hasn't cost you an arm and a leg. Arm and a leg people, what do we say, Susie? Any, the national average, if you asked us right now, all right, big shot mechanics, how much should I spend per year on my vehicle to maintain it? From how old does the vehicle have well, to be? Well, your last car payment, you think you got scot-free. <laughs> <laughs> about, well, 60,000 miles. 60,000
1: miles. Older, right? Older than 60,000. How much
0: would you spend a year after that to maintain it? How much, Frank? Twelve to $1,500. <laughs> Look at that. That's a AAA statistics. People put yes. away $100. So think about that. If your vehicle's been pretty sound... Uh, You may want to invest in, because then you'll impress your in-laws. See how this works? You just got married. You're meeting all the long distance cousins (laughs) from your wife's side or your husband's side. And your ride smells good, but they hear a clunkety clackety. It's time to get the struts and shocks (laughs) to impress them as you head to the beach. All right. What other items of neglect that may be top of the list for you to say, I'm going to get a rental car? Well, let's see here. So
1: I thought about uh, smoke out of the tailpipe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, my in-laws, that would impress them. Ooh, you got a hoopty. <laughs> you got some so You got a hot rod smoking out of your tailpipe. But yeah, people, you may, and, and the fact is, a lot of you realize we're just being silly, but the smoke and tailpipe maybe this. Smoke in the morning then goes away. Because, again, you're okay with it because nobody saw it. I'm in my driveway. There's a little smoke from the tailpipe. Maybe one neighbor peeked his eye. But eventually it clears up. Is that a vehicle we may risk on a road trip?
1: I don't know, Frank. Are there
0: different colors of smoke? Well, let's talk about, yeah, This like it's a whole tribe of smokes coming out of that tailpipe. <laughs> you got blue smoke, which is oil. Yep. Black smoke, which is rich yes. gas, mm-hmm. excessive fuel and white smoke, coolant. It's you got some kind of moisture situation right. <laughs> happening in that cylinder. So, my point is these are things by way of neglect. Now, I don't want to insult you. I'm not I'm not saying you purposely neglected your vehicle, maybe, but these are things that are not going to all of a sudden disappear if you decide to take a road trip. That's <laughs> time to get it's time to get. Uh, it's time to get a rental.
1: That's right. One yeah. more, Frank. What about all things breaking? Yeah, I mean, ABS I think lights. most.
0: Well, I think you. We're gonna get into the list. We're gonna do a walk around. We're gonna do a bumper to bumper next segment of a walk around on a vehicle and what you can check for. One of those is brakes. In fact, you can expect your mechanic. Absolutely. And that's the time, by the way, to talk about any brake pedal fades you may have Mm -hmm. or the brake light. Now, listen, people, if the light comes on, it goes off for 18 days, then comes back on. We need to know about that. I mean, it's like a light bulb that flickers and, and then it goes out completely on your road trip. Right. So the more information you give is very, very key. That's another Another item. Uh you mentioned a few shows back, and I and I, I think it's a wonderful idea. Record your stuff. Yes. You don't know the terminology. Get your phone. Not while you're driving people, but you know, pull over. There's that light. They never I take it to the mechanic. <laughs> they gone. can never it's gone. <laughs> At least somebody <laughs> tell me that I'm not losing my mind. But so brake systems absolutely will check, but I will kick it up notches. Let's talk about traction control before we head to the brake. Oh yeah. If you have an ABS Light on or traction control, um, uh, TCS, uh, you know, any of those lights, each manufacturer may call it a something a little different, but your traction control may not work. Now, your base braking will always work, right? If your base braking hardware, mechanical wise, is working um, and there's no compromise there, you will have braking, but you won't have traction control. So if you're planning a family trip to Alaska, You may need (laughs) traction control, and that could be a problem. So that ABS system, from my experience, is extremes. It's either, okay, that wasn't bad, a vehicle speed sensor, no big deal, or it's a big old brake control module or what have you that can get expensive. So certainly if that ABS light or traction control light is on, it may be a spendy repair, and you may want to get a rental car. We're going to take you from the front to the back of the vehicle. I want you to go in your driveway during the break right now, and I want you to get ready. Put your gloves on. We're going to walk through a basic road trip inspection right here on Wrench Nation. City of Chandler, I know you're listening. Wrench Nation family, 2020census.gov. Mark Stewart, city council person, uh, Chandler, Arizona. Mark Stewart, why census? What is going on? Why do people need to head over and fill out this census. Census is super important because it gives us the data that we need in order to know where to build roads, to build schools, so we can get the funding. For every person that's counted in the census, it's up to $3,000 a year. 2020census.gov is where you need to go. You need to take the census. 2020census.gov, make a difference for you, your family, and your community. Bolt on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt on Technologies software. Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. All of you mechanical maniacs, we appreciate you, especially our weekend listeners on 90.7 The Neon of course, 88.7 The Pulse, and our family at KFNX 1100, as well as all you podcast uh, individuals that, uh, well, you listen to whenever you want. And you're still listening to a lot of the older shows, and we so are grateful that you guys can hang out. Before the break, we talked about uh, some of those repairs. We're talking road trip inspections and how you can do this. We're actually going to walk around a vehicle. You are going to walk around with us as we speak. But there are a few other things uh, that you may were neglect, things that, let's just face it, things that you were neglecting and you possibly may not want to deal with and you should rent a car. Well, what about things you can get away with? I think that would be fair and balanced. One of those is a heater core. Now, unless you're going up into cold country, people, you need heat. All right. If you're you're like me or Susie, I know you wore plenty of jackets when your heat wasn't working, (laughs) but some of you may have a very expensive heater core uh, that's needed because it's leaking coolant and that's causing the engine to overheat. Well, Most vehicles, you can successfully bypass that. Uh, The problem with that is, yeah, you're going to layer up with clothes because if you're going up (laughs) in a cold country, you ain't got no heat. Because you're bypassing the heat. You're bypassing (laughs) the heat, right. Another thing is rattles from the exhaust. Now, I want your mechanic to check this. I don't want you guys to think that it's okay. Any rattle should be looked at professionally. But you may have an old exhaust shield, that's not going to fall off or anything, but it may be rattling. And in some occasions, a quick fix—I uh, don't know if you want to call this a hack—is you get your little old uh, what? What's the things called? You hang clothes on. Help me. Hangers. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you get a hanger, get a pair of dikes yep. or pliers, and pull that around that exhaust and just kind of compress it and twist it and wind it so you compress that that tin shield. So it doesn't rattle anymore.
1: You don't see many wire
0: hangers anymore, though, Frank. I know. I still have them. I I collect them. Do you? I don't know why. I can't. <laughs> I can't name them, but I collect them. Uh, the other thing, too, guys. A lot of you will have a vibration when you're at a traffic stop. Now, it's not a tune-up vibration. It's not a dead misfire. Your check engine light's not, you know, flashing or creating a uh, 300 series uh, fault by way of a 301 or 302, what have you. But your engine mounts may be a little aged, and it, the rubber starts getting hard and brittle. That's right. Now, as long as they're not separated, when they separate people, they will clunk. You'll know it. You'll accelerate. And here's that engine, clunk, clunk. You'll feel it, and you'll hear it. You'll hear it for sure, unless you're turned up the stereo and you know that sort of thing. Well, I have another guy that I knew on my neighborhood. He... He sings a lot in the morning and he, that's, I think he's singing because his radio don't work and his engine mounts are bad. But (laughs) that, the rubber, listen, the rubber insulators, and I'm careful how I tell you people, you're going to have a mechanic look at this, please. But we are just kind of giving you a little peace of mind. When an engine mount is hard and brittle, they'll vibrate and you'll feel it. And then you, and then you take off and it kind of smooths out a little bit and then it happens again. Uh, was there anything else? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But speaking of engine mounts, you know, I've had some customers actually ask, is my engine going to fall out if I don't replace them? Oh, you
0: hear mounts and in theory, yes, the mounts hold that engine in place to the frame and all this other stuff. (laughs) Very rarely. I have not seen. I mean, it could happen on some designs. I'm careful how I say this. Sure. Engine mounts take serious. I'm talking to all of you 60,000 milers out there, 50,000, 60,000. Your mounts are just starting to say, oh, I can feel it. And they get a little, they have a little vibration to them. Right. As long as they're not separated. Now let, again, people, let a mechanic tell you, give a second eye. Uh, An honest mechanic will give you the evaluation and no, he won't tell you the sky's falling. (laughs) He will give you the straight and skinny, and actually gauge when it can be done. That's so let's. Right. Uh,
1: so the next one on the inspection, Frank's going to be your exterior lights.
0: Well, we're so, getting into the inspection now, absolutely. So the 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 the, the inspection it should be those exterior lights, is that, right?
1: So when they're happy and glowing, we're all happy, bappy. And here's the thing: so you brought up a good point earlier. When we are driving on streets in our neighborhood or to and from work, we are familiar with the roads. We're familiar. With the route.
0: We know our vehicle. That's right. And the thing is, a lot of you are running around with a foggy headlight, and it's not a big deal because you know your route. Right. But if that very same car goes into uncharted territory, i.e. the desert, you That's say, right. oh, snap, there ain't many lights out here. That <laughs> That's foggy, moonlight. right. So the headlights, I think a lot of us take that for granted. Yeah, And I I think you can clean them. For the most part, we do in the garage periodically. Restoring them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's kits. You guys can roll up sleeves and do that um, and try it. Now, on some occasions, those lights are not terribly expensive. You can get an aftermarket lens and pop the front of that.
1: Yes, but on a road trip, always a good idea to keep some spares in the vehicle with you. Uh,
0: I always believe that. As long as you're not running with uh, fancy HID lights, (laughs) you can buy yourself a little 12 $12 Twelve dollar head headlight bulbs. Let's say you're pulled over and and the lights is out. Mm-hmm. What's it take to change? Bring a cousin that knows how to change them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Always have somebody that can. But no, seriously, some of the things that we put in the trunk, we're going to talk about our trunk kit here in a minute. I think it's practical. Right. Have a few headlight bulbs. Have right. a few taillight bulbs. Brake light bulbs are key. I like that. Right. I think that's practical. Right. Yeah.
1: Did I did I move too fast? Were we still on the repairs no. that you don't fix and get a no. the car? No.
0: My favorite part is the mirror <laughs> that's coming up. Now, what about the mirror? <laughs> is your mirror working? Is it hanging? <laughs> Mirrors and windshield.
1: Yeah, so chips in the windshield, right? They become larger as you change temperature and climate.
0: Yeah, and again, people, we're talking about that ride you take to work every day with your donut and coffee. You're comfortable. You're happy. Joy, joy. The minute you start taking it into uncharted territory, which includes climate, yeah, that little chip had happened to me on my exploder. Okay. The windshield exploded. It did on my exploder. It didn't. My explorer. Well, it didn't explode. It went. Yeah, it, it cracked. It, it looked just, like it. I watched. I should have videotaped it and at least put it up there for you guys to see on our website. Yeah, it's weird to you watch, watch the it? crack get larger. You guys ever see that? I'm sure you guys listening have seen a small crack, like two inches. The chip, actually, then yeah, it's the two, then it's two, then yep. it's four, then it's six. Next, you know, it's then your then your better one, your your loved one sits in the car, and says, "You fool, what are you doing with our car? How That's can you ever right. it replace it? What well, it just happened?" But no, the windshield chips are key.
1: That's right, and I will add because I used to do auto glass in another life. If you have a chip, it really pays to have that chip repaired to try to prevent those
0: cracks. I like that. I'm just saying. so you're stopping it. Talk to us about that. Just real quick, what's happening when they repair it?
1: So, yeah. the windshield chip repair is basically filling it with some resin and kind of preventing it from spreading. So and that's really a first it.
0: step. Yeah. You stop it in its tracks.
1: That's right. Wiper blades. Oh, wiper blades. Some of you are laughing. Well,
0: Frank, what kind of show you got? We always play. <laughs> well, they what about.
1: Importante.
0: How about contoured? Oh. Now, let's the talk old about school V type. The V, think of a V, the point of the V on your windshield. That's old school. Right. Contour has more of a sweep. It has more of a grip. It's more expensive. But especially in our climate where we have a lot of heat, they last longer. They truly do. So if you're buying wiper blades, think about contoured. Think about buying a broom with very little hair on it. What kind of sweep are you going to have on the floor? Think about your windshield. What kind of sweep are you going to have with the rubber of an old school V when you can get a contour? (laughs) Sweeping. That made no sense at all, but that's okay. This is wrench nation. (laughs) But no, seriously, buy yourself a nice pair of contoured wiper blades because they sit. And when you need it, boy, you need it. That's right. That's right. What else we got?
1: Uh, what about the horn? We better check the horn and make sure it works, Frank.
0: Yeah, you can't be yelling at people these days. That's right. I mean, again, we go back to some of you may think, all right, well, horn, Frank, my horn works. Okay, well, then it works, it works. But some of you don't have a horn working. You don't need that horn in the little distance you travel, but... Certainly you need a horn. Absolutely. I, I mean, a lot of you upset right now. You need a horn just for that very reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know a lot of horns work around when I'm driving the Prius because a lot of people like to honk at me, Frank.
0: All right, battery. Oh, you that's know. an important now one. You guys are, you open the hood now. You got away from the wipers. We're opening the hood. We're going to look at the battery. You want to look on a, there's a born on date on that battery. It's very important, especially if you bought this car, people. It started for you. You've had it six months. You bought it six months ago, what have you. Look at the born-on date. It may start every time, but if you got a date stamp that's older than two, three years old, and you're getting ready to go on a road trip, just replace it. Why? Because AAA says it's like number two reason why they're coming to rescue. In fact, I think it's number one. It is number what is it? one. Yeah. Number one Battery reason is why one. Roadside, that $6 billion industry, is going to come get you is because of an electrical issue, uh, high-ranking battery. Now, there are other things electrically, in all fairness, starters, alternators, a car won't start or Mm -hmm. whatever, and the battery's fine. But don't risk it. Now, when checking battery, a lot of you had called into the garage and, well, my car won't start. I don't think it's my battery because all my lights go on the dash. Well, voltage is important, but amperage is that power. It's the strength behind That battery to turn things over. There's friction happening in an engine. It's just sitting there. It needs to be wound up, if you will. And we're calling that the cold cranking amp. CCA cold cranking amperage. uh, And certainly that's something that you guys need to have load tested. So a mechanic will not only check voltage, Mm -hmm. he'll check charging voltage, but he's also going to do a load test and check what that amperage. And a load test is going to reproduce all accessories, compressor, engine running at its high peak and see how well it handles the load Of that vehicle, so don't risk the battery. And lastly, you've seen this in the garage about batteries. If it has a serious, nasty oh, that smell, that smell, that smell, that sulfur smell, rotten eggs. A lot of you don't you. I don't want you to experience this. That's why I'm telling you, it's a rare occasion, but it could be a roadside bomb. You lift your hood up, you think your battery's dead. And you smell rotten egg. That battery is sulfating. It is leaking acid. So what do you do? You take a jumper pair of cables, which could spark. And here's this cloud of acid, this sulfur, that you're smelling. And you can spark that sucker.
1: And that's a roadside
0: bomb. Now, I'm not trying to, this is fact. Now, Mm -hmm. it's a rare occasion. But why go rare? That could be the side of my face. (laughs) that's true i want you to think about voltage cold cranking amperage but also leakage people that battery will sweat and stain over time a lot of you've seen the coking the white coking on the terminals it's leaking acid Mm -hmm. replace it replace it or in many occasions a lot of you can warranty it Uh, battery warranties have come a long way which is a plus for the consumer
1: you remember back when we were kids People would always pour Coca Cola on their batteries.
0: Yeah, there's many different hacks, but I say take it to a professional <laughs> well, mechanic. Of course,
1: take it to a professional
0: <laughs> <laughs> and have him do it professionally. Although Coca Cola, ginger ale, Dr Pepper, anything the idea of, Have anything carbon. Okay, the acid. The acid. I got. If it. we could get a camera into those little acid molecules <laughs> and see what they're doing, <laughs> they're fighting each other, and the Coca Cola is winning. <laughs> Frank, One, what about filters? Yeah, we can't forget, before we get to break, uh, cabin filter is the air you breathe. People, change it. It's a, it's a plus for you during a long road trip, and certainly engineer filter. A lot of you guys are checking that. So stay tuned. We're going to cover tune-ups. We're going to cover fluids. You've been told you needed to have the fluids replaced. Do you? need the fluids replaced for a successful road trip stay tuned french nation next vision collision god forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper fender bender slide, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride my friends at vision collision they're certified they deal with insurance companies but also what i really like is they were able to deal with my situation i didn't want to exercise my insurance And I paid out of pocket, and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. Vision Collision, 480-248-9049, visioncollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair, dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, vision collision is the way to go tell them frank at wrench nation sent you 480-248-9049 480-248-9049 vision collision frank here with wrench nation we appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the wrench nation car talk show but did you guys know I'm not basket weaving. I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Welcome back, Wrench Nation, Frank and Susie, hanging out with you from the Institute of Technology, talking about road trip tips and what to prepare for. Uh, many of you may be approached about your fluids. Uh, some of you are new to the whole fluids thing, and it's your first time. You're at 50, 60,000 miles, and now all of a sudden you're hearing that your fluids need to be done. I will tell you for a road trip, uh, it's best, depending on the mileage, you have to follow your owner's manual. For the most part, when you get to that 50, 60,000 mile range, uh, and there are instances where that's not the case. Each car can be different. Bottom line is you're going to ask your mechanic, what can wait? I will give you a tip on fluids though, and tell you that out of all the fluids, if you have a vehicle that is high mileage and there's a question mark about the transmission fluid, I wouldn't service it. If it's never been touched, I wouldn't touch it. I don't want to get deep into it, but transmission fluid is a detergent. And if that fluid is aged, gummy, dirty, burnt, by replacing it, you can actually do more damage. So that is my tip on fluids. All the other fluids don't stress out. Uh, There's actually little test strips that you can use to see if a fluid is actually failing. Uh, I think brake fluid, uh, which is hygroscopic, it's designed to fight moisture. Uh, Those are simple things that you can do yourself. You can test that fluid. Uh, The idea behind flushing fluids is to promote the hardware. As fluid ages, it gets grainy and gritty. And you're best doing that teeth cleaning. tune up, Susie. We do our fair share of tune-ups. Tune-ups are important,
1: Frank. So you know what? Sometimes we'll have a request to do a tune-up, um, and you'd have to ask, are you doing a tune-up for maintenance, or are you doing a tune-up for symptoms?
0: I think 80 to 100,000 miles maintenance. is your point, people. Yeah. Don't wait for a cylinder misfire. The fact is, if you're beyond 100K anyway, and you've got factory plugs, Uh, The the fact is you're probably not getting the best gas mileage because you're not burning the fuel properly. So I think a tune-up is a great investment before a road trip, especially those of you that have the original spark plugs at that eighty to 100,000 miles. Uh, Timing belt while you have it. A lot of vehicles don't have timing belts, and that's a win for the consumer. Uh, That can save you, but that rubber timing belt should be replaced typically 80 to 100,000 miles. Frank, if I don't have a timing belt, what do I have? You have a timing chain, and the chains are not necessarily serviceable, although some of you do have a drama uh, by way of some noise on a timing chain, maybe some rattling and things, but uh, for the most part, it's a set it and forget it, Mm -hmm. uh, and we don't worry about it. All the rubber on your vehicle regarding coolant system, radiator hoses, are very important. They get hard and brittle. While you're looking at the radiator hoses, take a really good look at that radiator. Uh, those tanks are plastic, and the plastic over time can leak. And it'll really leak when you least expect it and you're on your road trip. So uh, you want to take a look at that. Uh, typically, uh, the radiator hoses, I think sixty to 80,000 miles is a safe bet. Uh, some of the European vehicles have a lot of plastic outlets and uh, all kinds of stuff that you really got to be careful of. So again, if the stuff gets really expensive, let's say you're looking at big money to overhaul your coolant system uh, and things, and uh, maybe you have an added problem of a cooling fan not working. Well, guess what? We're kicking it in to rental. Yeah. You may not. You may not want to spend that kind of money uh, when you're checking your coolant. This is just something that Bree brought up please check it when it's cold. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> uh, I think that's a simple yeah, tip. Some of, we, a can, we can't tip. take for granted. In fact, everything on your engine should be cold. cold. I wouldn't start it, run it, and check it. Uh, be careful. Uh, tires, that's like number two on the AAA list. You guys are running around with bad tires. Tires are not cheap. Tires are not cheap, people. We know this. And it may be a deal breaker between some other services that you have, and here's a set of tires that I need, again, well, I'll deal with that when I get back, but I'm going on a road trip and I'm going to rent a car. Right. That's one way of looking at it. Otherwise, if you're good on the financial game with your ride and you want to invest in a nice pair of tires, you got to take a look at the tread depth. Make sure your tire pressure is good. Alignment once a year, at least check it unless you have a road occurrence. If you hit a bump in the road, I would check the alignment. Now people you don't have to have a hard pull to the left or right or a drift you could quietly wear tires and not even know it. That's so right. alignment once a year, rotate and balance every 6 months. Right. So those are pretty much uh, what you want to look for tires and what's the what's that? Secret little guy hiding we never see him unless we gosh we need him right away. Frank that's going to be the spare tire. That's spare tire. <laughs> <laughs> And and well, some cars don't have a spare. That's what I was gonna say. So what does a, what do you do if you don't have a spare tire? Well, the manufacturers, you will have a car that'll have some dipity do in a can, and no. you it's basically stop leak, you know. And is it gonna work every time? Well, that's hard to say. If you run a tire really flat, flat, and you got this huge crevice between the tire and the rim itself. Air is going to escape. It's going to take an act of lots of air. So a lot of you get to know these things before you go on a road trip, especially if you bought the vehicle. Is my spare still hanging out back there? That's right. And if it it is hanging out back there... Is it working? Yeah. Is it happy? Is it roadworthy? Is it roadworthy? Exactly. So, uh, and if you do have a can of this stop leak stuff, maybe watch a video on it before you actually need to do it. One last tip on tires, people. A lot of you may want to do a little spare tire change, remember that hot asphalt, man. Mm -hmm. If you are not mounting that little scissor jack to lift the vehicle properly, and it's not mounted on a solid surface, remember the sides of the roads where we break down are typically on an angle, a lot of them. And boy, oh boy, that That asphalt gets rubberized and it gets hot and it starts sinking. Yeah. So I want you to be very cautious. Maybe even take a couple little small little two by fours. Uh, Brakes get them checked out. We're going through this. We got about four minutes remaining. Uh, Pad lining, pad life is typically two millimeters thick, remaining. You guys want to write this down because you're going to a brake shop. You need brakes. Well, what's remaining? Two millimeter. A new one is what? 11 to 12? 12 millimeters. Two millimeter people. That's it. It's like a pair of soles on a shoe that are getting ready to reveal your holy sock. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that. And you can ask respectfully, hey, how much do I have left? Absolutely. If you someone says to you, your brakes are shot, that's not good enough. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I go to the doctor. <laughs> your heart is shot. That's not good enough. <laughs> So two millimeters is what brakes. Now, a lot of you driving regarding brakes, you're going to get on the freeway and you have a vibration when you apply the brake. More likely, you've got a brake rotor that needs attention. Uh, that brake rotor out of round and that will cause vibration, which will only get more violent as you increase speeds. So remember that. Brake lights on the dash, you either have a brake leak or you have a problem in the system, or you may have an issue with the pad lining sensor. Some of the European vehicles, they have an electric sensor. Electronic sensor, it'll say, hey, brake light, brake pad, change me, and that's pretty cool. That so brakes cool. are really key. Do you, do you plan on spending? Is that a deal breaker? Well, it depends on what you drive and what your budget is, but just remember, it has to be in the equation, because remember, you're driving a certain pattern here in town, but once you get over the hill and hoppity-hop-hop hop and brake fading, and then you decide you're going to pull a trailer for the first time, you need to make sure that your brakes are good. So that covers it. Uh, roadside assistance real quick we got about a minute or so here what does roadside assistance cover a lot of you are new to the roadside assistance game you want to make sure that it covers that breakdown uh, it's going to be towed to a specific location it takes care of any gas situations if you run out of gas I raise my hand once in a while I do that mm-hmm. or if you need a flat tire taken care of Or better yet, you pull a Frank and lose your keys. I was just
1: going to say, there's a Frank on there.
0: Locksmiths are not cheap, people. With all the data and programming, it is not like an old school key these days. And of course, roadside assistance, uh, your car battery is covered, which is, uh, boy, that saves the day there. We don't need any frowning faces in the back seat. (laughs) We want to look like heroes. We whip out our little road trip assistance card, and we're good to go. That's right. Worth looking into. I'll just say that. Now, a lot of you have your stories during COVID. We want to hear them. Get onto our Wrench Nation Facebook. Tell us where you've traveled, because the point is, we could spend a whole nother hour about the great spots you could go to, especially during these odd times of 2020. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, uh, Chandler and Dobson Desert Car Care, you can call us, 480-726-6400. Again, if you're not in our neighborhood, I don't care if you're in Iowa, Alaska, Jersey, or Florida, or Puerto Rico. (laughs) We have people all over that can help you, a family, a community of Wrench Nation Automotive Shops that are waiting to help you. So, great show, Susie. It was, Frank. Thanks. Uh, We'll be back with you next week with some surprises. You guys want to stay tuned every Wednesday 4 p.m. And, of course, catch the weekend shows and podcasts. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.
1: Yeah,
0: it's been a long night, and the news telling me to go home. I want you guys to get on wrenchnation.tv, Check out well over 190 shows. There will be a show for you or you or you. There's always something exciting. Next week, we'll be back with you. Uh, of course, the live show, Wednesday, 4 p.m. I'll get on the Facebook. And if you're local, man, come down. Chandler and Dobson. Don't worry about spending money. We just want to see you. We'll give you a whole, a whole COVID little hand bump. That's right. And hopefully we get back to the hugs, right? <laughs> so as I tell you every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a kid. Lewis Lee spent some time in the repo business, so we're going to pick his brain. How do we not get our cars repoed other than pay our stuff on
1: time? I'm looking for a Ford Escort, and I pull up to this house, and it's a mansion. (laughs) I'm like, man, (laughs) something ain't right. You know, this picture just ain't right. So I knock on the door, and, and they say, no, he's not here. And then, so I'm walking back to the truck and I'm like, there's no garage, where's the garage? <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the front of this house. So then I start thinking, so I go around to the, the side street and the garage is like on the side the street in the back. So I see the car. So I back up to pick it up, you know, it's the son and he, he didn't make his payment, but his dad was rich. And his dad was like, hey, take it, he didn't pay for it. Oh, <laughs> snap. This couple in Florida didn't want their little smart car to be blown away. So what do you think they did, Frank? Those cars are tiny. They are tiny. And it probably would have been taken by the wind, I'm sure. So what this husband did to protect the smart car is he brought it inside the house, parked it right inside his kitchen. Wait a
0: minute. How do you drive? I mean, the smart car still is still sizable. I mean, it how do It is sizable.
1: So what do you do? Is there a double door in the front entry? This
0: man drove his smart car in his kitchen. Yes. His kids woke up, they had breakfast, and they sat in that smart car. <laughs> I cannot believe this. It was a smart breakfast. Right on. Welcome back. French Nation, you guys rock. Thank you for hanging with us on the replay Saturday, KFNX 88.7. And of course, 90.7, all you neonites. 90.7 neon. You guys know, man. Get on our podcast, and then I'm a mechanic. I should know this answer. <laughs> well, if it just stopped in flight, like yeah, like at, it just stopped. So my wife was driving. Yep. Her, let's say Ford Fusion, like full on electric, full like a on Tesla. electric. Yeah, Tesla. Let's let's. Well, for what? I tell you what. All that money I paid for Tesla. You better not be stalling.
1: <laughs> well, well, there's an you...
0: update. I would actually. I'd get my phone, and my phone would fix <laughs> my car. There's an update.
1: But let's say, let's. <laughs> would you call a tow truck? Would you call a friend? Or would uh, you would you resort to your phone and get an update?
0: I call you, Susie.
1: Oh, thanks, Frank. What if it was just out of electricity?
0: Oh yeah. But well, we never hear about that.
1: Oh yes we have. Oh, do so we? So check this <laughs> out. Tell us what you got. So this guy in Florida wakes up, his gardener wakes him up. he says, uh, can you get this uh, car off your lawn so I can uh Muevete. do my do my job. Mueve to tucado <laughs> por favor. Says I don't have a car on the lawn. He says, No no, come here. Oh. A Tesla was parked in this guy's lawn for 12 hours. The guy ran out of electricity, and he plugged it into his exterior outlet. Wait He's a minute. Bill. that To me, that doesn't
0: <laughs> sound like Tesla <laughs> etiquette. Most Tesla owners... Owners, that's true. They have maps. They know that if they know, well, why not pull up to a stranger's house and I need your juice. Yeah. I don't, I don't need your permission. How many of you would... Would allow a stranger yeah that's a good question how you're many? at home you're having dinner mm-hmm. and you put your little pajamas on you get ready for the evening and how many of you would just randomly with a knock on the door let's say the tesla etiquette was there uh excuse me i have my model s i just ran out of juice Yep. i came rolling up on your lawn <laughs> may i borrow two electricity electricity now what would you say now I would be I would well me I would say yes. My wife she said come on in let's have yeah, dinner. Yeah, let's <laughs> eat. <laughs> let's eat. We should be friendly. We, yeah. Share that electricity. People don't don't hog your electricity. That's right.